Ingrid smiling. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the John Lyon podcast. Uh, episode 15. We're back because my laptop broke last week. Took a poop. Yeah, it pooped on me. I was uh, looking up stuff on the internet and uh, the screen just went black. So I had to check my display. That's what it was. I took it to Simply Mac. Don't ever go there because they took forever to diagnose it and they were like, oh, it's going to be uh, like $600 to fix the display. Or we can send it over and for like $50 more, we'll send it to Apple to get fixed. It's no good. Yeah. So I just took it to Apple and they charged me a lot less and it was just the display. So anyway. Should have got a new one. That's what everyone was saying. That's like an extra $1,000. All right. Worth it. I know. Okay. I was going to get an iMac, but I was like, ugh. Never had to buy a new one again. $1,700 for a 27-inch screen. I was like, mm. Anyway, today we got David, my brother. Hey, you. You just got back from California? I did. Yeah. It was, it was, it was fantastic, except we got stuck in traffic for like two hours. Oh, so. really? Where? Uh, in the middle of nowhere. And um, Nephi. Oh, you were that like, close to that home? Close. So, <laughs> well, there was... Okay, this is the worst thing ever. So, um, wait, hold on. Oh, first off, we also have our first time ever on the podcast... Ingrid Gonzalez. Say hi, Ingrid. Hola. You gotta get closer than that. Hola. There you go. Hola. We had your brother on two weeks ago, <clears throat> and uh, I almost called him Ingrid because his name <laughs> starts with Isaiah too. So he was a little offended. So anyway, Dave, tell us your story about uh, being stuck an hour away from home. So well, first of all, the first one was in Fillmore. So you're coming down, and it says expect delays in 30 miles, and I'm like, oh, what does that mean? And then I'm just stopped. I'm just completely stopped on the freeway, and then, um, so come to a stop, uh-huh. and uh, I'm there for about an hour, and then come to find out they're just settling concrete. I'm like, oh. what the hell is that? But like, <laughs> not even that long. Like, it wasn't like a big stretch. It was probably like eh, 40 feet long, and so we had to go down to one lane for like 40, 40 feet. But then I'm like, okay, I'm glad I'm out of that. And then all of a sudden, I keep on driving, and it says, like, delays in 30 miles. I'm like, what? <laughs> and so the same thing happened for an hour. So right when you think you're almost home, you have an hour left. So wait, you were stuck for an hour. In Fillmore. And, and then, then you drove. Drove to Nephi, which is not that like far. Like 20 minutes, half hour probably. Yep. And, and then, then you were stuck for another hour? Mm-hmm. That sucks. You got to fly. Flying yeah. is the way to go. I don't like flying. That scares me. Why? I love taking I don't off. Like, I don't like anything I can't control. I have, I have control issues. So why don't you go see if you can hang out with the pilot? I, maybe. <laughs> or I should just become a pilot. Like Jace? Yeah, there you go. Because I can't. That scares me. And then, like, if I don't get a window seat, I freak the hell out. Because Why do you want a window ground. seat? You're trapped can't see the in ground. a window seat. So though. then when we're, I'll like, see, you can... descending, you know, we're going down, and I don't know when I'm hitting the ground. I need to know when I'm going to die. That's my thing. <laughs> so when we flew to San Francisco last year, the way it's set up, because San Francisco is obviously almost an island. It's got, it's like water in between San Jose and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The way the airport is landing strip is, is when you're coming down, you don't see the asphalt. So all you see is landing water. Strip. So it looks, <laughs> so it looks like you're about to land in the water. Yeah. No, thank you. So it's pretty freaky. <laughs> I couldn't do that. I don't like flying. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Inger, what have you been up to? Just work. Get closer to the mic. There you go. That's good. <laughs> Perfect. Just working. Nice. Per use. Um, you can cut people's hair. Horrible. Inger cuts our hair for anybody. Yeah, I do. If you're living in the Utah County <clears> area <throat> and you need a haircut, preferably if you're male, <laughs> we don't assume gender here, but if you are male, Inger cuts what? hair. You, you, really? She does. Be- she says she does better male haircuts than okay. female. Okay. I, I never said that I was better at mm. either or. Oh, I thought you said it's, you I prefer oh, she prefers male haircuts. That. Easier? Um, Easy. Well, it's... In hair school, girls always, or guys too, always said that the male haircuts were more difficult as far as technique. Mm-hmm. But once you have the technique down, I feel like it's a lot faster to get a male haircut done. So for me, I shorter. like getting in and out with the services I do for my hair clients. <laughs> and so with, uh, so with males, <laughs> it's just, you know, 30 minutes and done. Oh, or girls, you, you know, 45 minutes and I do miss a lot trickier to get a, you know... Uh, do a lot more exactly you know. <laughs> uh do you still do scalp massages because i miss those that was only for you john uh, mm. <laughs> that mint i never got one of those that, that mint on your head it's all tingly and stuff bomb mm-hmm. and it smells good it's the same stuff that for the uh shaping cream right yep the tea tree sometimes i like uh... to put shaping cream on my mustache 
So what? it stays stiff. Styling a stash. And I smell mint the entire time under my uh, upper lip. Hmm. So you stiffen your stash, huh? Stiffen my stash. I just kind of bummed that me and you got jacked on the color. Oh, oh yeah. Because in certain lighting, my musketeer's mustache with this little goatee thing looks good, and then certain lighting, it looks so blonde, like it's I almost it. white that you can't even tell that I like in pictures. For the most part, you can't tell that I have a mustache. Yeah, same, same for me. Oh, yeah, that's probably good though. I don't <laughs> judge. Though. I know some women like to grow mustaches, and they're really? called, they're called freaks. No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is a thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Are you part of the movement to grow your arm armpit hair out, Ingrid? Mustache hair? Um, uh, no, definitely not. No, <laughs> not into that, huh? Mm-mm. What is Jessica doing over there? I don't know. It anyway, like a loud bang. She's watching videos on Facebook. Um, she was here last time as my uh, dictionary because yeah. I said I was trying to explain crowd surfing, but I oh. said crowd crowd floating, <laughs> and she's like, same she, thing. She texted me during the podcast. She's like, it's called crowd surfing, and I was like, oh yeah. Um, speaking of last night, down, uh, not down, uh, David Spencer and I went to a concert yeah. at the Kilby Court, which is this like smallest venue ever. No, it was good. I've never heard of that one. No, was, you think it's bigger than the loading dock? Hell yeah. The loading dock is a loading dock. Yeah. It's literally <laughs> it's like they open a, the garage and like they put well, the band in there. It's to fit a semi. Yeah. Like a semi, oh. it's one of those things that the semi like yeah. lock into when they're yeah. like delivering goods. Well, that's a pretty big space. Goods. Now people make homes out of that's true. the trailers mm-hmm. and the big rig size, you know. What space, do they call so. us the TV show? Littlest house or something? I think it's just tiny homes. Tiny homes, know. yeah. You can watch that kind of stuff. So what do they do? They just build houses that like can fit everything. It's like almost like a studio apartment on steroids. Like everything is smaller. Like but there's they'll have compartments that like you got open a bedroom, up. Bedroom, kitchen, yeah. living area, some have lofts, and then they have like other just for portion for like midgets? No, 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 no. Hey, it's midgets isn't people like correct. you and me, but it's called little person. <laughs> they Ooh. just, yeah, it's just because people want to be minimalist and not have, mm. you know, so much property, I guess. Yeah, and you can move it around. Boring. So, you know, do you think the rent's cheaper? Well, yeah, I think they sell them for like starting at like twenty grand all the way up to like sixty grand, and that's for like one that's you know, all the bells and whistles, but. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's just a cheaper way. I heard that there's even like a whole community in uh, Detroit now oh, where gosh. it's all for low income people where they're building tiny homes and people's <laughs> rent is like two hundred dollars so for gonna... like a full big rig size house. So there's yeah. gonna be a whole street of little just project little homes. Like the projects won't be apartment complexes anymore. <laughs> it's just gonna be these little like studio <laughs> size houses. Exactly. Um, that's pretty. I mean, funny. I'd never invest in one. I've seen or them, at like, least not right now. But there's there's this one comedian. Works. His name is Richard Ottawati. He's like got that deadpan humor where like he just can keep a straight face the whole time and he's British, so he's really quick and witty. He does like this travel show. If you're British, does it make you quick and witty? <laughs> Like most of the time, every freaking British person, <laughs> person I've met or seen, they're always like freaking hilarious. But um, he has this one where he went and visited a small house, and there's mechanisms to, like that you turn this dial, and then the kitchen moves, and then behind what? the kitchen is the bathroom. What? So they just do whatever they can to conserve space, and then they're like, if you move the the room to the other side, like you can climb up these stairs, and your bed's like at the very mm. top but you don't really have much headroom because it's trying to conserve space but mm. that's kind of the fascination of like what ingress is just being minimal and just how much can you go without mm. and like boring. you have all your essentials you got your bed you got your kitchen you got your bathroom <laughs> we're from socal you know we want yeah. the mansion and the i don't even need a mansion 10 car garage <laughs> i don't need a mansion i just need something nice that's not that's bigger than 400 square feet yeah would be nice i i actually only want like like we were talking about earlier, I want to get a townhome, but I don't need that many bedrooms. Like three or four bedrooms is fine. Oh, yeah. I need at least 2,000 square feet, though. 2,000? <laughs> I don't even know. How to, I, I'm not good with math or like imagery when it comes to square feet, so I don't even know what that would be compared to where I live right now. But what are like the most standard one-bedroom apartment complexes as far as square footage? Ooh, di- Ooh. Probably under 1,000. Yeah, it just depends. You said depends? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, diapers. Um, crap. Yeah, so we went to a concert last night. We went and saw mm. Good Tiger. Yeah. They were really good. I enjoyed it. You can almost say Great Tiger. <laughs> Pun. Because it was, they're great. Great. Yeah. So, yeah, they're really good. Uh, their new their new album comes out in February. And the, per, the Nolly from Periphery, he's, he's not the band anymore, but he produced the album and like mixed and mastered and stuff. He was in but, the Safety Fire. Yep. That makes sense because he's British. 
But uh, no, they were really good. And then we got a chat with the drummer, Alex Rudinger. He's, everyone just calls him Rudy. He's like freaking amazing. The funny thing was like the way Kilby Court is set up is it's almost like a little house. And then there's a window. And Spencer didn't want to go inside because he wanted to get a good view of the drummer. And so Spencer like was on a step just looking through the window the whole time like a creeper. (laughs) He actually talked to Alex about the drummer. He's like, oh, were you the guy like in the window the whole time like staring at me? (laughs) Spencer's like, yeah, it's kind of creepy. But like I had to get a good view of like what you were doing because I wanted to see your technique and stuff. He's like, oh, no, it's cool. The best part, though, is at the very end of the song, uh, the singer Elliot, like, smiled and pointed right at Spencer, like, at the window, because <laughs> when they were done with the song, so. <laughs> anyway, they're really good. They're, like, a, a, like, was it Coalition? Is that the right word? No. Just, they're guys from a different, a bunch of different bands, okay. and they all wanted to start a project together, so they did an Indiegogo, and everyone, I don't know, I but. Don't know. Uh, they, they're really good. A lot of them are really cool because like this, the drummer especially used to play like crazy progressive, like death metal. And so he's an amazing drummer, but he actually prefers playing the more straightforward, simple stuff with, you mm-hmm. know, adding the flair of double bass and stuff. But so yeah, it's really good. Yeah, um, that was pretty badass. What other concerts have you been to lately, Ingrid? Mm. Um, to a few. <clears throat> the last show I went to was at the USANA amphitheater and I saw, Muse and 30 Seconds to Mars. Mm. We were in the pit, so me and um, Zariah were right along, and and Saul were right along the little, what is it called? Gate. Yeah. Yeah, but there's like another word for it. Metal gate. Well, (laughs) sure. We were against the fence, against the stage. Where the security guys are. Yeah. Yeah, So they can like grab people who are like crowd surfing and put them back down. Exactly. We were right there. I actually was there too because like five different people Snapchatted the entire concert. So I was there too. (laughs) Yeah. Why was he dressed in a woman's dress? Jared Leto? Jared Leto. Am I allowed to ask that? He's like, I feel, or what I've seen, Dallas Buyers Club. Too he's serious. just, he's just really into fashion. I feel like so that, he doesn't fashion. dress like, well, mm. depends on guess what you think fashion that's is. That's true. But sure, it's all relative. Exactly, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's he's interesting, but he was beautiful in person. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He's, he's a good looking dude. Isn't talk- his brother the drummer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jared Leto definitely got the yeah. looks because the other guy looks like he's always tired. That's because he was on drugs. Probably. Well, and they only have they both are, but who plays their bass? They just pay some guy to do bass because didn't the actual bass player leave a few years ago? I have no idea. I don't remember. I don't know. I should follow them. To be honest, they used to have the craziest music videos. Like, remember that one where they're on top of a glacier? Yeah, I do remember that one. Because they basically try to make their their music videos like movies because Jared Leto's a super artsy guy and he's an actor. So he talk about getting sued thirty million dollars. He did not mention that. No. Wait, why did he get sued? Oh, wait, did you talk ago. about this? No, it was a while ago. Is it a documentary you were talking yeah. about? Artifacts. Artifact. Explain it for people who are listening. If you're into documentaries, it's on Netflix, right? No. Oh, it's I not? Fi- I had to buy it on iTunes. Oh, how I mean, much was it? It was like, no, I rented it. So oh, it was like rented three it. bucks and I didn't finish it. Oh, because <laughs> so really they bummed. only give you how many days? Like three days? It was, no, 24 hours. That's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's that like was a, really bomb. It's like a time bomb. Yeah. So, um, you need to sit down and watch this within 24 hours. Or we're I can't it back. remember exactly why their record label was suing them. Like, something that they probably wanted them to do and they didn't want to do, and they wanted to leave their record label. So, the record label dropped the bomb that they were suing them for 30 mil, which is funny because 30 seconds to Mars. <laughs> 30 mil? Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Just joking. I get it. <laughs> so, uh, Stupid. So, they're suing him, them. And so for their newest album, yeah, they had to figure out how to come fund up with it. that. Yeah, fund it. So it was very interesting. So that's, the whole documentary is about that, um, and it was also the writing of the new album. So, but they're all like depressed because they are getting sued so much. But yeah, that's a buttload. It's of money. a lot of money. That's but, a yeah, but he just th- came out in Blade Runner. Dude, okay, and okay, I'm okay. Sure okay. He made thank you, thank you. So Suicide Squad. One thing that I really didn't <laughs> like about what they were saying was, we had to pay for this new album from like. The, the last record sales that we had for our last album and it was crazy like it sucked I'm like boo hoo <laughs> like there's people that like you have I'm sure you got some mill like you know lying around at least Jared Leto yeah um, if he's he wearing probably... the clothes he's wearing yeah. well, you know which he probably paid like 20 grand for yeah. this pair of pants or that dress <laughs> yeah, like no like that, that's the thing it's like I mean I, that would suck no one wants to be sued 30 million dollars I don't even know what that looks like but at the same time it's like we know you have the money or at least some of it. Um, 
and now you're gonna cry to me about how you have to actually pay with this money for your you're like you're with, not struggling. or pay with this and album with like, your uh, own money. Oh no! I'm like you're, come uh, on. If you're tied on money, why are you making a documentary about how you can't pay for the freaking record? Well, maybe that was to get more money. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But it's probably I mean, a like, buddy they knew who filmed for it. For people that are actually struggling musicians, like, they are not struggling struggling musicians. Like, they've already made it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if you can sell out... Uh, Amphitheaters amp- and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you've already made it. And so, like, to kind of sit there and go boo-hoo when, like, there's struggling musicians out there, like, I, I don't like to hear it. Yeah. Sorry. kind of stupid. But, anyways, how was Muse? I'm sure. How many times have sick. you seen Muse? Always we call them what my mom calls them. She calls them the Muse. Oh, the Muse. <laughs> um, I think four times now. Nice. How much were the tickets each time? Oh no, don't answer that. Well, they're probably more expensive depending on what city it is, right? Yeah. Well, they've always been under a hundred. Oh, like I would say around bad. like eighty bucks. But the ones for this last show, because they were pit, I actually am part of their like, you know mail list fan club thing you are and they sent me a like pre-sell for the pit they send you dick pics i wish (laughs) um they they said i'm just kidding um no but (laughs) you have to guess (laughs) (laughs) no but um yeah so i got pit tickets for 100 bucks each Mm. yeah it's not bad what's the most expensive concert you've been to um Katy Perry It'll probably be Katy Perry because I think the pit, we, got, we got pit tickets for her too with the pre-sell. Did she and I send think... you dick pics as well? Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, boo pics. Oh, boo pics. Topless mm. photos. <laughs> but uh, those are, I think, around 170 Oh, wow. I think. I need someone that Nick, paid. Our brother-in-law the who makes the fees. drum beaters, mm-hmm. he's on the podcast a few weeks ago, he just made a Katy Perry one, like the new album. Isn't mm-hmm. her like her face on the new album? Like that's the He put her face on the new beater. It's pretty mm-hmm. badass. So I don't know who he made it for, though. Part of the drummer. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, we like we uh gave him got him a referral. This is what's crazy. Like we go see I've never been to giant amphitheater concerts. Maybe it's got the bands I go to, like obviously they're not as big, but I don't really care. Because I'm more like the intimate, like bigger venues, but like mm. small venues, but like bigger, like not like amphitheater style. But um it's funny when you see bands that are like up and coming. Because obviously someone like I'm trying to throw out like an artist, like Circus Survive or something like that. Like mm. when they meet fans, like they don't give out their phone numbers because they've hit a certain point. Same with Muse or Katy Perry. They don't give out their phone numbers or emails to people. Mm. When you meet people like Good Tiger who have been in big bands, but they're like up and coming and they're just like regular dudes. We were talking about the knockout beaters too. And we showed some pictures to him. And he's like, oh my gosh, those look rad. Like I would totally like, I'd best that I promote, yeah. I would promote it on my Instagram and stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, give me, here's my number. And we were like, what? And so we have the drummer's number. And David has a few other musicians of bands we listen to for a long time. And Let's so it's do a like, prank call right now. No way. I know, right? <laughs> on, on air. Uh, so we're going to give that number to um, to Nick. But I it's did. just crazy. Like, you already did? Mm-hmm. So it's crazy that like, yeah, they're just regular people. We've talked about this before, but like, here's my number kind of thing. But like, it's just kind of funny that like, when you start getting more famous, like there's certain levels where like, you can't interact with your fans in a certain way. But when you're like, just bands that are touring through like they can just be like normal people and and just here's my number i want to network and stuff like that so yeah it's pretty crazy i feel like yeah the more i guess out there you are you kind of attract a different fan type yeah especially in the pop industry too Mm -hmm. and then you gotta you gotta worry about for your safety too because if you're selling out amphitheaters if every one of the people in that freaking amphitheater got your number you'd have to change your number like instantly because you would just be getting tons of spam and crap like that it's just it's just interesting yeah, realizing that these pop. people all started as regular people but fame changes how you have to interact with your fans mm-hmm. yeah like, like and you have pop fans who cry over them so like if you yeah. think about it like i ain't gonna cry over good tiger these are just like awesome musicians but like you actually have like little girls who cry over other human beings yeah, yeah. Weird. Like, no I, do you think about that that is weird yeah i mean i so with katie perry for example the first time i ever saw her was back in like did you cry no, oh, it, but I saw her Lord. at Warp Tour. Believe it or not, she, Warped Tour? she was touring yeah, she with Warp Tour back in like I remember that. That's when 2007 she, that's when or Tour something definitely changed. with her first album. And <laughs> back then, you know, she'd be walking around or perform, and her crowd wasn't that big, and nobody yeah. cared, and it was fine. And then now it's like I'm she's sure she a, has people who manage her phone for her. She probably doesn't even hold her own well, phone. That you know? and then, yeah. she got she's got own. security. She owns mm-hmm. PR I mean, team. Like, yeah, like it's you want to tweet, you want to tweet this out, but it's crazy just how they how even their personalities change from oh, yeah. being that you know first you know upcoming artist to mm-hmm. who they are now. It's almost like 
I feel bad sometimes too because it's almost like they have to change their personality because of who they're attracting. You know, it's almost yeah. like they can't really be who they are. Well, it's, it's also your it's worst. All an act. It's also your worst fear, like when you're gonna meet one of the people you're really into mm-hmm. and hope that they're like not a dick. Luckily, all the bands I've been into that I've been fortunate, like David's really good at talking to people. So I've gotten more and more comfortable like going up to the band people and saying good job or trying to get in conversations with them. And it's I've never had like a na- negative experience so far with any people I've met. Um, but I, I've heard people who've like, man, I freaking love that actor. I love that musician. And as soon as I met him, they were like a jerk. And so like, I hate him now kind of thing. It's just, and the second thing is too, is like, you might've just met them on a bad day, but we rely, like I learned in my communication classes, you rely so heavily on first impressions that it's super hard to like untrain your brain to like change the perspective of how you first met that person. Cause that person could have just been in a super bad mood. And then that's what your brain thinks like, Oh, they're just a jerk all the time. But it's probably... And you'd hope that it was just that one day, but I don't know. Um, you guys been watching anything on Netflix lately? Stranger Things drops this uh, Friday. About to happen. Is it this Friday? Yeah, is it t- tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep, that's tomorrow. Is it like that's tonight at like two in the morning? Probably. I bet you it does. I think it, that's Probably, how Netflix yeah. shows work. I have to stay up. It's like oh, one in the morning. Tomorrow's work is going to suck, I think it's though. one in the morning, I think, because mm. I, it, they go off of Pacific time. Pacific time, time yeah. So I think it's an hour, hour ahead. So I think it's mid. it's either one in the morning or two in the morning. But Stranger Things, we're like rewatching the season, so I think we have. I already finished. Excuse that me, four again. four episodes left, but it's a good like for the show. Time. <laughs> no, only for the second one and like second time, but like when I watched it again, I was like, "This is a really good show." Actually, remember when I first finished it, I thought it was a really good show, but then second time, it wasn't worse. It was actually better. Yeah, it's really good. It's just we probably talked about this on the podcast before when we reviewed the movie It. But the funny thing is, is the two brothers who directed and wrote Stranger Things. They actually wanted to make the movie It. Yeah, that's interesting. But the studio said, you don't have enough experience. Mm. So they went and made Stranger Things. And Stranger Things is so much like It because it's that same group of kids, 80s feel. And so it's just funny that they don't have enough experience. But in some ways, you could argue that Stranger Things... They went out and killed it. Yeah, Stranger Things, in some ways, does things better than the movie It. Like, don't get me wrong. I freaking love It. It's probably one of my favorite movies of the year. But it's different when you have eight hours to tell a story then you have two hours and so you can flesh out more characters in a netflix series so that i guess that answered my question i was going to ask you it or stranger i don't know like they're both really good but it's like some i'd say some things are better in it Mm -hmm. because you're dealing with a a scary clown and like the kids could swear a lot i mean did they swear on it yeah that was my favorite part the kids (laughs) remember i always say gazebo now instead of placebo oh (laughs) take these gazebos um but uh no so on stranger things they don't say the f word they'll say the s word but it's very rare for the kids to do and i actually really like that aspect of i honestly also it's very relatable i feel like because when we were 12 13 years old that's how a lot of us were talking you know or don't speak for me, Ingrid. Well, I never, I didn't grow up saying the F word or anything, but what <laughs> I mean is like, I don't mean necessarily us specifically, but, but just, just kids in that, you. at that age, yeah. trying to figure you know, they're, 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 they're learning all the big kid words yeah. or adult words and they're, you know, yeah. very vulgar. And then, mm-hmm. you know, with maturity, hopefully they change, but if not, then it's fine. But, like <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like, so it was, very, it was hilarious. Cause that's yeah, literally how those kids, kids you know, talk. laugh actually. And stranger things that was so when I went back and watched Stranger Things... Did you I watch was, Stranger Things the second time after you watched it? Yeah, after I watched oh, okay. it. And so I was like, I actually really like this. This is a really good show, but I wish it was a little bit funnier. And it, it, it had some funny parts, but... Maybe I, they'll be was, a little more free with it in the second season, because sometimes like, they have to walk a fine line in season one, just because they don't want to like go too much in one yeah. direction. Like, not too much in horror, not too much in comedy, so maybe they'll... But now the kids are hitting puberty, so it's not as funny. Yeah. <laughs> Unless that one cracks. kid's voice... Oh, man, he's sounding... they call it ADR, when you have to go back and record your voice over a show or a movie? I think the kid, right after he finished recording his lines and dubbing it over the show, he mm-hmm. just his voice had just changed at, afterwards. So Ugh. it was like almost didn't work. That sucks. So now that yeah, their voices are all a lot deeper. Yeah, it's gonna be lame. But it's funny because the kid who plays Michael on is it Stranger Things, the mm-hmm. main kid? Mm-hmm. What was his name in was his name Michael in it in as it? well? I have no idea. Anyway, he swore a ton in it, but yeah, now he's more funny. like the cookie cutter, yeah, clean cut kid in Stranger Things. So Yep. But I don't think I'm going to binge it because I binged the last Netflix show I was into and I talked about this with Dallin. It's like people don't talk about shows too much after you've binged it anymore. Like 
there's a there's something to be said about shows that where you'd watch it once a week because you have all week to talk about it and get hyped for the next episode. But after you've binged it, like so you're telling me you're gonna watch it once a week. No, I'm not gonna do it once a week, but maybe like two episodes a night or something like that, kind of draw it out. But then, then you gotta Richie. then you gotta worry about spoilers too, though. His yeah. Maybe was, that's why his people name was Richie. Binge. His name is Richie in it. In it, yeah. Yeah, okay. And his name is Michael on Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm, so I'm super excited for that. And then Punisher. For anyone who was the Marvel November, fans, right? November 17th, they finally That'll announced the date. Finally. That would be good. Sucky thing is, though, is like, so all the Marvel shows are like, whatever, except for Daredevil season one or two are like, in my opinion, some yep, of the better things that Marvel's good. done. Scary thing is, is some of the showrunners aren't coming back for season three. Like, the guy who plays Wilson Fisk slash uh, mm-hmm. Kingpin, he's coming yeah. back, obviously, for season three. They just announced the showrunner mm-hmm. for season three of Daredevil, and it's one of the show he did he was a producer on that hit show on amazon called a man in high castle no, the alternate universe that. where nazis actually took over the world i've never seen that I supposedly it's really good it's on amazon prime but he also was a showrunner for season three of arrow and the, oh, everyone, that's awful everyone on reddit was like Ugh. <laughs> and then they're like hey at least it's not season four i guess the season a lot of people didn't like season i think four, anything but... arrow is horrible yeah just it's awful just some of the cd cd cw shows aren't like they used to be like smallville is a classic but i don't know i've ever tried going back and yeah try to smallville. watch it now i'm sure it's horrible <laughs> i'm i'm sure it's real it bad. is great she watches it i on just Netflix. rewatched did you, it did you really yes you know what's on hulu though all of home, Imp- home improvement and yeah. all of uh, boy meets world yes i started boy meets world again yeah so that's good. really bad no 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 okay actually so i would say the the like the first couple seasons would be funny but then, like, when they get older, it's got to be really cheesy. Well, it's kind of weird how shows, like, evolved. Because when that show first started, Corey was, like, the nerdy kid who tried to make friends. And Eric was the badass. Yeah. His older brother was the cool jock. Or I don't know if he was a jock, but he was the no, older brother. Cool. And then Sean was the bad boy, and Topanga was the nerd. Mm-hmm. As the show evolved, Corey became, like, the likable. Everybody likes him. Sean became, like, really emo and, like, emotional. Yeah, like, he, almost to the point where he was, like... A little B. Yeah, like, really... You kind of, oh, yeah. it's kind of gay. But right then now. you have their hot friend Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. College, but then, but then Topanga became hot, <laughs> and then Eric became like the dumb goofball mm-hmm. comedic relief. And so it's kind of Dude, like, I don't know. Who was that Comic Con? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I went to Comic Con. <laughs> Anyways, who was that Comic Con? <laughs> Bucket list, right? And, yeah, I guess. But you got it for free, right? Yeah, I got it for free. Still last not worth it. There's um, a lot of people. It's hard to move. But that around. guy, yeah, Eric Matthews was there. Is his name Will? I don't know what the hell. Will something? I almost Did said. Did you Will. give him a hug? I almost said. Oh, no. you have to pay to get a picture with yeah, him. Yeah, but Are dude, his line, signature. his line was so long, and I said, "Why?" Because <laughs> there's like other you're in huge Utah, yeah. and everyone here loves Boy Meets World. I feel like everyone grew up with it. Yeah, yeah. but there's big actors there, like from Marvel movies. Oh, so yeah. check this out. So John Hughesack or John John Cusack, whatever his name is. Oh, is that his name? Yeah, John yeah. Cusack. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like in all those Sorry, rom-coms. From yeah. the Joan 80s. was there too. Don't so forget Joan. Joan was there. Huge line. John, nobody. <laughs> Absolutely nobody. And I was like, ooh, that, that sucks. sucks. And he was right next to his sister, and he's just like watching her. Like he's like getting her water. <laughs> like this sucks. Like it was crazy. That's weird because he was a big actor in the eighties, oh, and then he's, yeah, weird he was in Con Air. Was he Science? No, no, Sixteen Candles. He's in Sixteen. No, he wasn't. No. He was in. He's yeah, little... he was in Sixteen. Ca- he's the guy with the, the, the stereo. The stereo guy. That one too. He's also on I Better Off Dead. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And the newspaper boy who didn't get his two dollars. He's always chasing. He's also him. in a hot tub time machine. Yeah, he oh, yeah, is. He yeah. And then he was on Con Air. That was a big movie in like the what? late nineties. No, yeah, he's the policeman. Oh, I thought he meant the main guy. No, that's Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know if I'd pay. I mean, I'd pay money to like. It's not worth it. Megan paid money to take oh, a yeah, picture of the guy. Oh yeah, she the guy from freaking This Is Us and oh, Gilmore yeah. Girls. Of course, Milo she did. something. Vinta Milamiga. Have you ever seen his I, last name? I have name? no idea how to say. He didn't that. look happy though either. No, no. So like, all he did was like, "Hey, how's it going?" That's exactly Next. what he sounds like. Yeah. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah, I know. And then like, and then she was like, "Oh my gosh!" And but like. It was that it was, was, it. Really it was no five seconds. It was He's literally five, and then it was like next. How much did you pay for that? Thirty bucks. Thirty dollars. Like a hundred. I've seen no, people like do hundred. Did like, I pay fifty? I don't know how I much think I it was paid. Fifty. Oh no. I think well, Chris Evans 50. one time the guy who plays Captain America. I, was I think like, he hanging was... up on my wall. It's weird. <laughs> I think Captain America in your bedroom. Then... Yeah, in my bedroom. <laughs> Is he like staring at you? Yeah. That's awkward. You're like watching you. You're getting changed. Yeah. Morning for work, and then he's like, "I got you. I got your lady." That's weird. No, I remember Chris Evans was there with someone else from Captain America. Maybe it was. It wasn't Scarlett Johansson. I don't think she does those. I think it was Chris. Oh, it was Chris Evans, and it was the the hot chick who plays Peggy Carter, the British chick. No idea. Anyway, they were there, some of there, and then 
they had fans that were dressed up as Captain America and that woman, mm-hmm. and then the fans dropped and proposed to the girl in front of Chris Evans. And Chris Evans, like, they were excited, like, they got into the, involved in the picture and were like, this is awesome, and they took pictures of them after they got engaged. So, like, that's cool, but that mm. one guy from This Is Us didn't look too happy to, no. to be there. No. <laughs> Just cashing in that paycheck. Elijah Wood, man. I was going to say, was Elijah his, Wood there? I think Elijah Wood his, likes to do stuff like that. <laughs> his line was huge. Was like, like, I've loved you since Flipper. Yeah, Flipper, right? Flipper, oh my gosh. Flipper. Well, he was on, uh, his first, what was his first role ever? It was Back to the Future 2. Right. They're in the future, and he's playing an arcade, which is supposed to be antique by the time you get to that time period. And he's like, what? You got to use your hands for this? You know and which so, movie I just watched with him in it? Faculty. The Faculty. I remember Damn. that movie. Damn. I watched it like good two nights ago. Faculty. And yeah. this is Josh Hartman. Josh Hartman. Mm-hmm. Dude, his hair is lame. Oh, it is. Have, like, the, it's weird. Like this, and then hair that this. Comes down. Yeah, it's yeah. horrible. It's like yeah. an umbrella. Awful. And then yeah. Famke Jensen was in it. Was she like the hot teacher? I don't know who that is. The girl who plays freaking Jean Grey on X-Men? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now I know. She was the one always giving him a hard time. Yeah. yeah. Literally. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, Elijah Wood, it's funny because after he did Lord of the Rings, like he's not, he's done like, he's like a DJ and then he's also done a ton of independent films. Yeah. He's really into the indie scene, like are, horror movies. A lot of them are actually pretty good. I've seen a couple of them. He's in that but... show called Dirk... Bentley Holistic Detective. I haven't seen that. It's like a weird show. It's like a guy who's like a detective, but it's like very weird stuff. I don't know, like Doctor Who kind of thing. Wasn't but... he in a really popular show where his like imaginary... Wilfred? Uh, yeah. No, that wasn't him. Yes, it was. Oh, Wilfred. Yeah. I was thinking of the... That was a what good was that one. angel show? I heard that, that show TJ, really yeah. good, but... Touch by an angel? Not Touch by an angel. <laughs> the kid, the first episode is the friend uh, eats a burger and he dies and dude, he becomes... Teen I, Angel. Is that I what thought it was? that was a dream. No, that was a that's show. A, that's real, because I remember that. The thing is, is when shows back in the day when we were kids, Teen we didn't Angel. understand like uh, syndication where like they re- do reruns. Huh. And most of the shows we grew up with, well, not most of them, but some of them, like we thought they were on air, but they were probably already Rerun, reruns. Like yeah. Growing Pains was definitely a show that was not on air when I was oh, a kid. Growing Pains. And then... They're kind of like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, too. Yeah. Ah. We probably yeah. caught the last tail end of that when mm-hmm. we were kids. But mm-hmm. then also... Shows like you thought as a kid that you didn't understand how seasons worked. Yeah. So you would probably be like, oh man, that show was on forever. If you were going to look on IMDb, you were like, what? It only had two seasons? I yeah. like, mm-hmm. have, oh, yeah. that's happened to me a Hold few on. times. So what Teen Angel, so hon, wait, hon, I remember. He ate a burger that was old. And he died. And he died. And then he became like. Who made that up? Because that is awful. I'm going to look it up on IMDb right now. Teen Angel. <laughs> what about, so called Growing Pains. There is another one. And I don't know if I can remember the name, but I remember watching it as a child. Hold on. The Tor. Torkelsons? Anyone remember that? Oh, yeah. Teen Angel. It. Oh, the Torkelsons. It was a. Yeah. Uh, but it had that, Minkus that was a in spin-off it. Series. It had Minkus in it. No, right? but it was the same actor, but different. Yeah, why not? It was called. The was... Torkelsons was a spinoff, and then there was a different show where they were like. Oh, wow. And then that one dad who was in the Torkelsons went mm-hmm. off to be on Reba. He was Reba's ex husband. Oh, really? Or something like that. Or mm. that guy made a guest appearance. Anyway, we're getting on a tangent about how many mm. crazy shows. Yeah, so this Teen Angel was on for. Probably a season. One season. Yeah. And I thought it was on for a lot longer than that. It was on for I maybe only remember episodes. the first episode, and that was it. Yep. Hmm. It's anyway. like Roswell. You think it was, like, long. And it yeah, was like, Roswell was three seasons. Like three seasons. And it went through, uh, that was around the time C, uh, WB changed into CW. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was before. So WB sold the rights to Roswell during season three to like another network yeah. and the show was horrible. That was its last season. And then right after that show ended, WB bought that studio or that network and then it became CW. Mm. So Roswell's first two seasons were really good and then season three was like... Were they good? Uh, yes. I don't know. Are we they? thought they were they good were, when we were Because I remember, I thought they were really good, but I haven't seen them and then... The good old Dido song? Yeah. It's classic. The thing is, is what the shows we watched growing up, I feel like we felt differently. Our mind was different then, obviously. So, like, I rewatched some things, and I'm like, why did I like this? Or why mm-hmm. did I like that character? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of crazy how Same it changes. Thing with music Your opinion too. changes. Oh, yeah, know? always. Music, li- too, I guess. You yeah. the list of bands that Dave doesn't listen to anymore. He won't. Yeah. It, like, when we used to listen to of, Newfound Glory all the time? Yeah, oh. that stays in the past. Like, <laughs> like, I haven't listened to it since. I'm sure it's just awful. But, like, it stays in the past. Because if I want to keep it, like, good like nostalgic I like will okay not, i learned from yeah, that but like i couldn't do it and if i play it i would just be really bummed that i even liked it i have well, no problem noticed, throwing that away yeah. like my past away like, well i've noticed that there are some bands where i'll still listen to them or i enjoy them who i've you know grown up listening to 
But then someone introduces me to a new band who plays the same exact genre type of music mm -hmm. and I hate it. And I'm like, yeah. ew, I don't like this. Yeah. But it's then they're like, oh, well, they sound like this band. But I'm just like, it's uh. weird. That's why the music's like, you can't, you can't put your finger on it. Like why you like a certain thing. Like, like, you know, we, me and Dave love, love metal and mm -hmm. metal's not for everybody, but like with all the different kinds of metal we listen to, someone will be like, oh, check out this metal band. And you're just like. Mm, I don't know it's what it weird. is. I just don't like it. It's not That's good. good. We're, we're picky, and then we have this like offshoot of and this small like little genre of metal that we like, like progressive metal. Yeah, we don't like. The... So like people will come to you and be like, oh, do you like As I Lay Dying? Like, no, no. Yeah. Do you like Metallica? Nope, nope. That's metal. I don't like it. Sorry, but yeah, some guy came and repaired our bathroom like last year, and he was like into bands and music. We were talking about stuff, and I was like, uh, I kind of like. I like I'm all over the place, and then he's like, every time I've heard someone say they're all over the place when it comes to music genres, that means they're usually really picky. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that, I was like, dang, you're right. My, <laughs> because if you are liking so many different kinds of music, like you have to be picky almost because oh yeah, then you you'd be so drowned in all the options you have to listen to different kinds of music. So yeah, it's it's weird telling people that you like progressive metal because they're like, what what is, is that? Because yeah. and I always say I like you know I like prog metal. Prague, what the heck like is the country? <laughs> and I'm like, well, progressive metal. What's progressive metal? I'm like, oh, oh no. And they're like, oh, like, and they start throwing out yeah. bands, and you're like, like, what no. I just said. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this is this is this is awful. Get me out of here. Yeah, but, and I think it's tough, but yeah, progressive rock and progressive metal. It's just that's what I've been into the last few years, is because it covers so many genres, mm -hmm. and it's nice to know that even within one song or with one one album the songs take a completely different direction. And it's it's a lot more interesting to me because the technique comes into play of like what it takes to write something like that. And then just the appreciation of, wow, these people don't just stick to one genre. And like, that's fine for bands that want to do that. That's but true. that's just, and the funny thing is too, like you were saying, and you're like, I can't explain why there are some bands that stick to one genre. And I love that music. But knowing that I like progressive music that changes genres all the time, you would think that I wouldn't like that other band that only yep. sticks to one genre, but you sometimes you just can't explain why that's why it's stupid to argue which bands are the best or what music is the best because it's all relative. Like the color red is better than the color blue. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's exactly what it's you're like. You're never going to be on the I same like page. Blue. Well, it's like Mine's they say better. that even like, this is kind of a weird thing to say. Well, not weird, but they say that even with food, when we have like a craving, it's not necessarily because we have the craving for the taste. It's actually more of a, we miss, there's a memory with that. Yeah. And that's what we crave is the feel, how we felt. When you first have that you thing. You know, and I feel like it's the same with music and movies hmm. and things. Like, that would make sense why maybe, you like stick you know, with a certain album for a certain amount of time. Like you're really digging that album. Exactly. Everyone else is probably like, why the freak are you still listening to this album? Hmm. But, mm -hmm. but that's there's the same just with memories smells and feelings. Too. You yeah, smell something, I feel like it's, it's with all senses, yeah. you know, so. When I, every time I smell, because it was Halloween's coming up, every single time I smell fog machines, mm -hmm. it always takes me back to Not Scary Farm. Because when I first got introduced to fog machines a lot at Not Scary Farm is when they have that one part of the old town where you're literally walking through fog and you cannot see anything in front of you. And then those monsters slide up on knee pads and try to scare you. But like every time I smell a fog machine now, it always takes me back to like the three or four years in a row that I went to Not Scary Farm. It's just crazy how your senses can do that. Mm -hmm. but speaking of Halloween, I guess we have one topic for tonight. Um, there's been like some uh, heated discussions online about... I've talked about this before because last year I dropped as a, as a Mexican. We'll have to get Ingrid's opinion on that because she's Mexican, supposedly. <laughs> so uh, for anyone, I, it was we did an episode a few months ago talking about a cultural appropriation, how people are now offended, like you can't do that because you're not part of our culture and it's my culture is not a costume kind of thing. So last year, for recap for anybody, I don't like Halloween. I mean, I do, but like I don't care about dressing up. And this is why I, f I finally figured out why I don't like dressing up. I'm super detail-oriented, and if I'm going to dress up to be like somebody... I want to go all out so I look exactly like that person. And if I don't look exactly like that person... So Mexican is a poncho and no. a sombrero. Uh, yeah, because that was... <laughs> no, so this is my reasoning. So, like, you know, cosplay. When people go to conventions, like, their costumes are, like, freaking... No, some of them suck, but a lot of them, like, people who put money into it, like... Very detailed. Th that's how I would want to do it. Like, if I'm going to be a video game character, if I'm going to be, like, Mad Hatter from Alice of Wonderland, like, I want to look exactly like it. So it's, for me, because I'm so detail-oriented, I'm like... Unless I look exactly like that, I don't even want to bother with the costume. It's just not worth it to me. Um, and other people are like, well, it's your imagination. I'm like, well, that's 
bull crap. I don't care. So Sounds like you do or don't, you don't try. Yeah. So I don't really care. For, that's why I don't really like dressing up. Last year, Jessica wanted to do a couple's costume and she just started sending me this list of pictures that she got from Pinterest. And I was like, that one looks the easiest. That one looks the cheapest. Let's go with that. So Jessica, Adam and Eve? no, <laughs> Jessica was a pinata. That'd have been good. And Is that I, you this year? You're going to do that this year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get up in my room you know <laughs> but then uh, the guy from this is, be... this is us is gonna be looking at you yeah the I know, picture. Right? um so <laughs> that's i that's our role play by jessica the way. was a <laughs> <laughs> jessica was a pinata and i was a mexican so i wore a sombrero i and i had a poncho and then i had a stick so i could beat jessica of course yes so we allow that in then our culture I, <laughs> then i found out that that was offensive to certain people like one of my classmates and I was like, why? We actually had a whole discussion in my media ethics class, which was a really great discussion. But it's like, I get why people could be offended. I understand that if you don't like that, you don't have to subscribe to that. But the reason why my rationale didn't say it was offensive, because first off, my sister-in-law, who's been in my family for like 15 years, is Mexican. So, And she helped create the costume for Jessica. So it's like, if I have a Mexican who's not offended who's the lived team. in Mexico, helping, you, helping yeah. me, then what's the problem? And I think I've come down to the point where, like, the new generations who are, like, all into this cultural appropriation and you can't do this, it's not necessarily about culture as it is about gen generation. <clears throat> because you can't assume that whoever's offended by it, that if you're Mexican, you all should be offended by it. Like, all Mexicans should be offended by this. Well, I feel like part of it, too, is it's not necessarily, oh, you're making fun of it. <sighs> It's a lot of people are just prideful and they're like, no, that's mine. You don't, yeah. you can't do that. That's oh, part yeah. of our culture, you know? Like, but that's, I, I think it's, it's my sombrero. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I know? think it's, I think it's, it has to do with, uh, it's a generational thing. Cause like yeah, I said, my sister-in-law yeah. is in her late twenties. No, no, she's in her early thirties now. Right. Yeah. So like she didn't care. She wasn't offended. Like, oh, it's funny. You want to like wear something that my culture would wear. That's cute. That's funny. Whatever. I didn't but care. someone who was like in their early twenties was like. That's offensive and every Mexican should be offended. Well, it's like, no, you can't say that just because we're all Mexican, whoever's you're talking to, that every single Mexican has to think the same way. Because mm -hmm. you could argue that that's racist to say that all Mexicans think the same. Like, no, some Mexicans think this way and some Mexicans think the other way. So it's like... She's being prejudiced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyway, so the new thing is, is the movie Moana came out last year, right? Was it end of last year? Yeah, I think so. It came out like November of last year, so almost a year ago. Yes. Did you see it, Dave? Hell no. It's good. You should see it. Okay, so I saw bits and pieces of it. It was horrible. <laughs> it was awful. Did you like that you song know, they wrote for like, It's catchy, no, man. No, no, Sounds good. No. Anyway, so the movie's about a girl who's trying to find her way, and they don't say exactly what ethnicity she is, but they uh, say that it's more of a Polynesian culture. It doesn't uh, say she's Tongan or she's Samoan. It says she's Polynesian. So there's a lot of articles coming up where they, they're saying that it's racist for white girls to dress up as Moana. <laughs> First off, here's my opinion. It's freaking Halloween. It's a damn costume. So people like to go crazy with their imaginations. I'd rather have a little girl dress up as Moana than a slutty nurse. What about... Let's go well, there first. What about ninjas? <laughs> Do you know if any white ninjas? Exactly. So that's that's where this slippery slope goes, where like these crazy leftist people... Yeah. It's like, if you call this cultural appropriation, like well, that means the TV show Ninja American, American Ninja Warrior cultural appropriation because there's no American ninjas. It's a Japanese thing. Mm. So yeah, it just gets out of hand, but it's like, first off, it's a cartoon. She's not real. She's not, it doesn't say in the movie that she's specifically a Tongan or a Samoan. She's, they've taken her character and set it in the island or a Polynesian culture. And then here's the article. It's from People Magazine, and then we'll get David and Inger's opinion. It says, Brooklyn mom says it's offensive for white girls to dress up as Moana for Halloween. Here's why. First off, I want to know if this, this mom is white herself, because then she's just sucking into the whole white, <laughs> oh, guilt, yeah. white guilt thing. Oh, yeah. uh, let's see. With Halloween a week away, parents all over the country are scrambling to find costumes for their kids, but they might want to stay clear of Moana. The main character in Disney's 2016 hit movie of the same name. A controversy swept through the web last month when writer Sachi Ferris, I'm assuming she's not white with that name Sachi Sachi published a oh Sachi a make a controversy swept through okay she published a viral article titled Moana Elsa and Halloween about why Ferris wouldn't let her daughter dress up as a Polynesian princess in the conversation about cultural appropriation with her five-year-old daughter Ferris said Moana is based on real history and a real group of people if we were going to dress up as a what? real 
Okay, let me get, let me finish this. If we are going to dress up a real person, we have to make sure we are doing it in a way that is respectful. Otherwise, it is like we are making fun of someone else's culture. Why? Let's Why see. is it like making fun? Let me what? read some more. After the post went viral, parents all over the country weighed in. Many applaud Ferris's decision, including one who wrote, I admire your pers- perseverance in interacting with your daughter. I realize talking about race and culture is an ongoing, deeply important conversation. You have given her essential values along with guidelines, so she has the opportunity to grow, be creative, learn, and find her way in the world with many ways to celebrate and play with her own race. Others thought it was over the top to politicize a favorite kid holiday. I really feel like more and more it's adults that are ruining things like Halloween for children by injecting their own internal racism or insecurity. Oh, yeah. oh or insecurities, another uh, griped. I think some would like to see all races and cultures completely segregated again. When we live in our own bubbles and neighborhoods, we should be encouraging kids to appreciate other cultures, not making them feel guilty for wanting to emulate others. It's mm-hmm. a pretty good comment. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, it's a fake character. The girl's not running around making fun of the culture. She's literally dressing up. Because that's what she wants to be for Halloween. Yeah, like all Disney princesses, like, you be the princess because it's it's yeah. it's a, your imagination running wild. And then the whole point of the dang holiday is to go get candy. Yeah. And you're just wanting to dress up. So it's like... It's people want to dress up like uh, Ariel and they're going to offend people who love the ocean. I guess you have we'll... two legs, so you can't be dressed up <laughs> we'll as Ariel. We'll find out when Black Panther comes out. If that's gonna it comes be out in February. So which is during Black History show. Month, which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's not okay, a coincidence. Okay. I'm pretty sure they did it on purpose. But um, for, so for next Halloween, you know, if white kids are dressing up as Black Panther, then I wonder if that's going to be an argument. They probably will. I mean, I get it because then you have some people who are like, well, it's cool that black people are finally getting a superhero. Like, I don't understand it because I didn't grow up black, but I've, I, I listen to other... Will Smith? Wait, what superhero was he? Wasn't he a uh, uh, Deadshot or something? Oh, that was on uh, Suicide Squad. But I guess that wasn't that long ago either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. So I get some people who are black. I listen to podcasts. Shaft. And I, I'm trying to understand. Shaft is a horrible movie. <laughs> uh speaking of which i was bored the other day and i was watching netflix and i was like i never saw the movie spawn when i was a kid i want to watch it and I, I did it is horrible i tried watching i didn't even finished the whole thing anyway so from the perspective i'm trying to be objective from the perspective of someone who's black who didn't grow up with these popular black superheroes being done in the movies like i guess it's cool that they're finally getting their own but at the same time it's like I don't know. But, I mean, did the people actually really look at it like that? Like, oh, we're finally getting our own. I, I'd never thought about it. But maybe that's my white privilege I'm, coming yeah. in. But I'm sure they were okay that... when their little daughters and sons were dressing up like Caucasian characters or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like a double standard. Like, oh, we can dress up like your characters, mm-hmm. but you can't dress up like ours. Yeah. But I think that maybe this is the thing that segregates all of this is like... Well, it's that they, someone said it's like it sounds like people are wanting to segregate people well, again. Because I just didn't know that... Maybe I'm dumb, but I didn't know that that was actually a problem with, with black people not having their own superhero. I didn't know that that was a thing. Well, I guess it's just kind of like them. Like some of the guys that listen on Double Toasted, mm-hmm. they're like in their 40s. So they're talking yeah. about like... We're now just getting prominent black superheroes as movies. So, like, it would have been nice that from their perspective, it's like it would have been nice to have these growing up that we could look to as a instead of just having to read them in the but comic I, books. I feel or something. like if no one thought that way, like, oh, finally we're getting our own black. Like, yeah. that, I think that that's what sounds racist. Uh, even though, like, because that's, or not racist, that, that's, not, that's not the word I wanted to say, but like, that's was, you know, segregating it or dividing it is we're getting our own. Like, those words, like, well, people that, are. There's people who argue out there that if you focus on racism, it makes it a bigger problem. Yeah. Like, there's it's that fine line of knowing how to talk about it, but at the same time not giving it the focus that it deserves. Because as I've learned throughout life and through my communication classes, people always said this could be for like goal setting mm-hmm. or like whatever. They has a phrase that says whatever you whatever you focus on grows, mm-hmm. and that could be for positive things and that can be for negative things too. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, but what about you, Ingrid? So like, you don't need you Viagra. you worked at Disneyland. So, mm-hmm. did you ever work there when they had the Halloween thing? Yeah. Yep. So, like, what is it like when kids dress up as characters that aren't their race? Like, and you're Mexican. Like, do you care if someone dresses up as... Is there any Mexican princesses in Disney? Yeah, there was yeah. one. Oh, I guess she's got her were... own TV show, but she doesn't have a movie yet. What? Oh. Megan was just telling me about it the other day that, I guess, the, uh, the Latino uh, people were pissed because they didn't like the way she looked. And there was the only uh, Latino princess. And so they're all upset, like, how come my R's sucks? So what do you think? Know. What do you think, Ingrid, about this whole costume thing? 
I don't know. I just think I don't Damn know. You. It's you just all excuses and stuff. Like me, like yes, I'm a Hispanic woman, but I don't think because there isn't a you know mainstream Hispanic woman who's a singer or an actress or this or that that I can't pursue those things. Mm. You know, it's yeah. almost Relate. it's almost like an ex- yeah, it's almost like an excuse to not try and go mm-hmm. and yeah. you know pursue yeah. or or take a chance. And it's like no, you can. Anyone can do whatever they want. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't have to, there has, doesn't have to be someone who did it for you to be like, okay, now I can go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like that's the white coming out in you. Well, it's <laughs> You've been around white people too. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, yes, I grew up listening to Selena, but I also grew up listening to Britney Spears. You know, I'm not like, you know, only, you know, <laughs> rest in peace. Dave just did the rest in peace Catholic symbol when I said Selena. So it's well, like, it's like this. I've had this know. conversation too about like white privilege. Like, I get it. I've heard, like, people can argue that because you're white, you've grown up in better households. So, like, for instance, we were taught better. Um, you can't move. We live in Moreno Valley. I know. But, like, <laughs> the, people make arguments that because we grew up with the parents that we did and that way we were white. Because I had two ho- a two-story house? No, it's because, like, you were taught. like Because <laughs> I, I had a swimming pool in my backyard better than I, you? <laughs> I made an argument one time. I was like, I think my credit score is high. Not because cause I'm not stupid with my money. Well, they're like. The counter argument is, well, that would be your right white privilege because you were lucky enough and fortunate enough to have parents who taught you good financial skills to know not to mess up your credit score. So I'm that, like, that's because they're white. So you're telling me that black people are stupid? No. Well, it's like they're saying is that what their my argument, argument was? was like, my, I'm good with my finances because yeah, I yeah, learned you, I worked at a bank. I learned how but, to be good with my finances. And they're like, well, no. You're good at finances because you grew up in a white household, and white households know how to teach finances. So you're blessed, or you're privileged so, for learning that. And so other minorities me, are not privileged. But, but doesn't that sound racist itself to say that black people don't know anything about finances? Yes, that's like, why I was bringing up earlier. There's these people that are trying to say like these minorities are like marginalized and saying that like we all take econo- economics in high school, so it's like <laughs> well, it's like too so like only the whites went to econ. When I know? when I brought there's like Jordan Peterson, that clinical psychologist I listened to on a few podcasts. He says it's funny how these crazy radical people in the media are trying to push so hard for diversity mm-hmm. that it's almost racist oh, and sexist itself. Because he says oh, I know we need to have more women at this job. Oh yeah. Well you're saying that that you need more women well, why do you need more women? Oh, because we need we need to have more woman ideas. Oh, He's like, yeah. what does that mean? So you're implying that all women think the same, or, and that when if we have more women, then there'll be a, more diverse thoughts. That right there is sexist because if you're saying that all women think the same, then or the same thing like we need more black people or we need more Mexicans who work here. Why? Well, we just need to be more diverse with different backgrounds. I'm like, it's like we're gonna hire who applies. Yeah, you know, he thinks so, and it believes, and I do is that it should be off your character, like how you are as a person, no matter where you come from, no matter what your sexual orientation is, no matter what you look like. Are you a good person, and are you freaking good at doing the job you're supposed to do? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. We don't need to like check these boxes. And of, that's like, the hard part. If you need to check the boxes, then you're obviously missing out on probably good. There's applicants. actual schools that are yeah. coming out saying like we need more diversity, and so oh, they will have interviews and they will specifically hire no, people I, who aren't white. I know, oh yeah, but and like, but they're though, missing out on potential yes. good, you know, people that can do their job well. Yeah. So, so but the that's whole, very interesting. The costume thing right now, and like these little things on the media, it's it's what's called virtue signaling. If I can if I can call out this issue, then everyone can look at me and say I called this problem out, so I'm on the right side of history. Well, it's like no, it's like you're just history. doing more problems and Man, you're if segregating this is be people history, more. We're all screwed, <laughs> uh, basically. Well, Halloween. You want to know uh, how I feel about Halloween? Do it. You don't. So if uh, <laughs> anybody knows me, they all know that I am like the oldest young person ever. What does that mean? <laughs> He's an old soul. Yes. So, so you're like, get think, off my lawn. What I think about Halloween is, I hate it. It's for <laughs> it's for kids. It's for kids. I, I will I will never dress up ever again. Okay, I lied. Maybe maybe I will. <laughs> but wait till you have kids. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's not for me. It's the same thing with Comic Con yeah. and all that. I, what are you dressing up? What are you doing? You're an you're an adult. <laughs> I think Grow dressing up. up is more fun when well for me personally is. When you have like a group of friends doing like a theme, or I can see that, or if you're married, you're like you guys are, yeah. you know, like you and your wife costume. do a couple costumes. It just it just makes it more fun because <laughs> there's more people in, in, involved, you know, versus a singular costume. I could see that. Costume. But like, I mean, do you think I like? I mean, I couldn't imagine dressing up and going to a party and like, like, I feel like I'm like that person, like, yeah. That's well, what I'm saying. Unless that's you per- person. That's why like, I don't want to do it because I like, want to like go I'm all me. out with the costume. I, I'm me. I'm never going to be anybody else. Sorry. <laughs> I have to face that. Sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to burst anybody's bubbles. You're not going to be, you know, hook or, you know, like 
the Jedi, it's not going to be you. You're actually this person. Yeah. I guess it's just being young at heart. I guess if you're not, like you just said. So, Like I said. <laughs> the, the last point I want to make with the whole Halloween thing is it's kind of like when you're forced to dress a certain way or speak a certain way, like the whole point of Halloween too is to be ridiculous. It's to be funny. And a lot of people, which you have to make your own moral line. And a lot of people say the only way you know a moral line is if it's still there, like is to cross it sometimes. So know that you still have one. And so like you got to make, you got to be the judge of your own, like you got to be judge of yourself of how far you want to go with your Halloween costume. Like you go to any Halloween store and there's freaking a whole wall of just slutty outfits. Like that could be offensive, but no one talks about that. I like that. Dave likes that. But it's like, (laughs) I knew you liked Halloween. It's kind of ruining comedy and it's kind of ruining like, it's little children. That's gross. Yeah. It's like, it's self-censoring. People are censoring themselves. Like, yes, there are consequences to everything you do. If you try to go do a crazy offensive costume, like, you have to know that there will be some consequences, but you should still have the right to dress however you want. You shouldn't have to, like, listen to these articles where, like, I guess I can't do this because this random blogger said, um... (laughs) Moana. (laughs) Moana is an offensive costume if you're not, uh... Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. It's just, like... Do what you want to do for Halloween. If you want to go all out there and be a very offensive costume, that's on you. There will be consequences, but like you should still have the right to dress up. It's the point. I dressed up Halloween as a woman, like, yeah. with my friend, and we went well, to nowadays, LDS. You, can, you know, people can't yeah. assume your gender, so you're actually that's safe. true. You're that's safe true. on that one. That's true. Now it would be fine, but back. I mean, this was what? You were like seventeen, know, like, right? No, I was 16? a little older than that. Um, oh no, you were like it was when I got back from my religious excursion. So you were probably like. So this is probably like 19? seven years ago. Seven years ago, maybe. So you were like 20 then. Yeah, eight years ago. Dave just turned so 27. That wasn't like and I just turned acceptable. 30. And I just turned 28. Freaking old. Damn. 30 is the new 20. <laughs> mm, I remember when Spencer turned that. 30. We all have baby faces, though. It's true. Everyone thinks Except I'm like 21. Hair. I'm balding yeah, in the everybody back. Everybody thinks that I'm young. Well, anyway, this has been good talk. I like these free-form conversations. But, uh, Davey, any more two cents to put in before we wrap this up? Ingrid? Don't dress up. Halloween. Just, just don't. Get all the candy and do not get the crap like peanut. Hold on, marshmallows that are shaped like a peanut. Wait, do you guys watch any Halloween movies? I know everyone watches Hocus Pocus, but it's so gay. Hocus Pocus, yeah, in a stupid way, not like. Pretty lame. I I love gay people; they're funny. Um, Hmm. uh, I don't know if I would have a a Halloween movie that I would watch. I don't know. I know you watch Hocus Pocus, Ingrid. Duh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have one. Stranger Things. That's gonna be. There you go. Tomorrow. That's gonna be my new one. Stranger Things. Um. What's your guys' favorite candy before? You know? I like Snickers. That's your I, favorite I to like, get? Yeah, I like when, nuts. Like... Mm. Peanuts. <laughs> I also like Kit Kat. But I was Kit discussing are... the other day that one that's really good every once in a while, mm-hmm. freaking Rolos. Oh, yeah, Rolos are bomb. <laughs> Rolos are so good. The caramel and chocolate. What about you, Ingrid? You more of a chocolate or like the sour candy? Sour person. candy. Like them airheads? No, I actually don't like the chewy sour yeah, candy. I like I hate licorice and all that. Ugh. If I eat candy, it's it's typically, you know, chocolate with, with nuts in it. Mm. <laughs> or like nut. I do like, like have you guys ever bar? had big chocolate hunks? Chocolate nut swirl. What? What? Have you ever had a big hunk? No, I have not. It's like a, it? it's like the, it's like a taffy almost. Yes, I know exactly. But it's what not a fruit flavor. It's just it's white yep. and it has peanuts in it. I know exactly what you're talking so, about. So those are bomb. I'm not a big candy fan or chocolate guy, but I do like me some Reese's every now and then. And and they've gotten can- smaller. You yeah. can tell by that little like piece of plastic or mm-hmm. cardboard they put in there. The the <laughs> cup used to like fill out the whole thing and now it's smaller. I'm like, what hmm. the freak? Paying for the same price for a smaller product. Changing that fill so weight. I, I can money. do Reese's, I can do Kit Kat, and I can do... I love Kit Kats. I can do Snickers. Also, last one, Twix. I can do Twix. Twix are good. I never understood why they never had a Blizzard at yeah, Dairy Queen. Yeah, that was Twix yeah they never do. They never do. I or like Kit Kat. Anywhere. Yeah, Kit Kat mm. would be, could be bomb. I like Mexican bomb. candy, too. You would. I've been having yep. some Mexican hot chocolate like almost every morning. What does that Damn. taste like? Abuelita? Bomb. Mm-hmm. It's good. You have to wear a sombrero while you drink no. it? <laughs> but I like it because it's not as sweet as normal hot chocolate. It's not. So it's is like... It bitter? No, it no. Is, well, ah. it's, a, it's a little more bitter than... Yeah, like dark Nestle chocolate. No, powdered, it's not, you know. not the one that I get. At least it's not dark chocolate. But it's actually really good. It's, yeah. it's not... like, And it doesn't upset my tummy. So. <laughs> Your tummy. Because, you know, some hot chocolate is like really thick on the stomach. Yeah. Mm, you don't mm. like that thick... No. Hot drink. On the stomach. <laughs> well, thanks for coming, David. <laughs> thanks for coming ingrid yeah you can say bye if you want ingrid thanks for having me yeah 
Yeah, we'll have to get more. Uh, I need to start figuring out. I'm, I think I'm gonna tamper around the idea of doing shorter episodes, but release like record a few a night, and then releasing them throughout the week. So that way, I have more content, but I only take about the same amount of time to record something. But anyway, uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. Yeah. Whenever you guys, uh, what are you doing this weekend? Halloween stuff, parties. Um. Well, when you know, Marissa and Sam, obviously. Yep. They're moving into a house on Saturday in Spanish Fork. Nice. And Spanish so Fork, huh? They're, nice. yeah. And so I'm, I'm probably going to help them move into their new house. Oh. Are they going to pay you? Uh, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> I will be house-sitting in Spanish Fork. Oh, for the parents. Oh. Yeah. So I will be doing that. Um, everybody go. Check, check out my band. Everybody. Right now. What is it? Lion. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Check, check, it, check out. it out. It's uh, Lion Band Official. On Facebook? Facebook, yeah, everybody, okay. check it out. And your your album is done, but it's being mixed and mastered right now, right? Correct. Okay. Well, thanks for coming, guys. Again, I am your host, John Lyon, on the John Lyon Podcast. This has been episode 15. I think this is our longest episode ever. Yep. Yes. Yep. Peace out. <laughs>